tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Good morning, Swarm, and welcome to Tim Fall Hat. You know I am. You know I'm here to do. I'm here to rock. Join me as always, Xavier Guerrero, and on the ones and two, Jay Nice, Johnny Woodard. How are you guys? We're doing good. Doing good, doing, doing good. good, doing good. You had a birthday, you felt great, life is good, everything is great. Johnny, how are you? I'm okay, man. Uh, good show today. Good show Jay today. Dyer. Jay Dyer always Woo-hoo. comes in. Hot. Guns a-blazing, John Wicked, everybody. Pulling no punches, doesn't want to leave any ammo behind. That's Jay Dyer. So, as always, great conversation with him. To live to learn with Jay Dyer. That's what it is. So, guys, if you want to see Daddy live, the, the weirdo tour is in full effect. Uh, go, I'm going to be in Morris Plains uh, February 16th through the 18th. Uh, that's the Dojo of Comedy. Uh, Comedy Chaos on February 22nd. 24th, I'm in Spokane. And 25th, I am in Tacoma. Then we're, close, we're opening up March with March 2nd through the 4th. I'm at the House of Comedy in Bloomington, Minneapolis. Grab all those tickets at samtriplee.com. T-shirts, uh, all my all my premium content. You want more conspiracies? You want more content? Go to rockvin.com for all your needs. Uh, for $15 a month, you get two episodes of Tim Fall Hat. Two episodes of Conspiracy Social Club. Well, one episode of Conspiracy Social Club. You get We Don't, don't smoke, smoke the, the same. same. First look at First Look Broken at Sam. Broken Sim. And the list goes on. And then if you're looking to invest, go to cashdaddies.com slash uh, patreon.com slash cashdaddies. $20. Make you holler. All the tips you could you could ever want to learn how to invest your money and make cash. People are making a handle of this. So if you don't like money, don't go there. Uh, anything else, guys? Nope, we rocking. Okay, enjoy Jay Dyer. We go deep, homeboy. <laughs> Eric, open your mind. <laughs> Drink. All right, let's get into it. He is a uh, regular on this show. He's been on here almost more than anybody, probably outside of uh, Eddie Bravo. We're excited to have him back. Uh, you can find him on Rockfin. He's been on. I, I just did Tim Pool. Seen him on on Alex Jones's channel, Infowar. Uh, very excited to have him back. Please welcome the one and only Jay Dyer. How are you, Jay? What's up, dude? Always glad to be back on uh, Temple Hat. It's one of the best podcasts out there. Yeah, I think this is like five or six times now. So we're basically dating. I mean, you and I could basically say that we're it. moved beyond just like talking yeah. to like we're Let's dating get now. Serious. <laughs> Let's get serious with each other, please. Let's get serious. Um I'm very excited to have you on. You're doing great stuff. It's fun watching you uh, rise, and uh, you definitely deserve it because you're such a hard worker and you're a good guy. And so, uh, last we talked, you were doing some tour dates. Are you still doing any of those? We are. Yeah, we uh, next live event is February 11th. 
in Austin, Texas. So uh, be there in Austin. That's five days. So I don't know if this will be up before that, but then, and then we're looking at be. Hollywood after that, maybe in the next couple months after sometime in the summer, we'll set up a live event in Hollywood, but you were actually the brainchild behind this recommendation to do live events. I was like, never thought of this. And then Sam Triple is like, you should do live though. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, let's do it. Let's try yeah. it. And you were right. And it's Thank been a you hit. for We've listening had- to me. Thank you. Yeah, man. We've had, uh, I think we had about 120 at the first two events. So this will be our third live event in Austin. Not, when you put, when does this go up? You think so? Cause it's I want to remind people to get to, uh, we record this on Monday. It goes out on Tuesday. Oh, okay. So yeah. So if you're listening to this, go to my event, bright on my Twitter and get the tickets to the live event. It's a five hour event. We got uh, me doing uh, about 30 minutes of comedy. BG Cumbie will be there doing comedy. He's doing his own 40 minute set. Then my wife does a lecture on her book, which is really relevant to high profile VMA, Grammy, Super Bowl, halftime rituals. And then I give a talk on my new philosophy book. So that's this weekend, Saturday, Austin, Texas, February 11th. There's your own little festival. One uh, five hours. Bang it out, bro. I love that. And uh, you, where else can they find you? Your website? What are your Instagrams? And what are you, Rockfin? Where, yeah, jasonalysis.com website, Rockfin, J. Dyer, exactly. Uh, mm, Twitter, J. Dyer, mm, YouTube, J. Dyer, uh, Instagram, J's Analysis, I think. So, Rock, yeah, all my stuff's there. Respect. Respect. I respect it, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, obviously, Everybody's talking about the Grammys, which I think is their their whole thing. Uh, everyone's losing on Sam Smith. I I, I think Sam Smith is uh, a fat, lazy hack. Uh, I, I think this is all edgelord shit. Right. And I think every they do just to get the Christians run around crazy. And not that the Christians are wrong, because the Christians were saying for years... That the uh, that the uh, you know they're coming for your kids, and here we are. They yeah. come for your kids, and yeah. so what are your whole take on the whole thing? Well, I just started watching the clips. I hadn't seen it until today, so it's actually pretty new to me. Which is, I mean, it's not new because like to me, this is old hat. Like, I mean, we've been calling out Super Bowl halftime shows, VMAs for fifteen years. I've been doing podcasts and articles on that for so long. It's like, oh, another one of these. But this one is so overt that it seems like a lot of people are like, whoa, like they're really talking about this alchemical, you know, non-binary, whatever creation of Baphomet in the songs that they're talking about. The people are promoting this. And I mean, yeah, it's like you have to understand it's it's not happenstance. It's like it's part of an agenda. It's part of warfare. And in my view, it's not just ideological warfare. It also kind of goes into the domain of being spiritual warfare which ultimately targets us as human beings and wants to invert our nature and invert our biology not for liberation or freedom but for uh keeping us down and for making sure that we don't procreate making sure that we don't pair bond i mean it's like kind of obvious to me what all this is about and you're right that to me it's lame it's it's like not even edgy it's like Dude, they were doing the exact same lame kind of things in the Super Bowl halftime show 10 years ago. It's like Lady Gaga's already been drenched in fake blood. I mean, it's like, it's 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 never anything creative. It's always the same repackaged, goofy stuff. This event reminded me of when Katy Perry was dressed up as a devil, and it was just it's, to me, it's just lame, honestly. Well, yeah, it is lame. And listen, this comes from a guy who loved '80s metal and all that stuff. And my biggest problem right now with the left 
Uh, I mean, like, look at this, look at this line right here. Sam Smith, full-on satanic worship Grammy number set, conservative uh, sets conservatives into an anti-vax satanic panic. So now they're trying to tell the left that uh, if you're anti-vax, uh, that that associating Satan with uh be on the same level as a vaccine so anyone who's uh uh anti-vax is evil but if they don't like satan they're evil as well it's like it's, it's so stupid the whole thing is just so dumb and and it's just like the the problem i have right now is with the left because i had a buddy of mine tweeting about little nas x and defending him i go the difference between now and then is that like when Ozzy did this shit, there was a giant pushback. Like people took his albums, ran over it with bulldozers and did all this stuff. You know, you didn't have like every corporate entity running to to defend this fat ass. And this is coming from a guy who's a fat ass. Well, I have a flat ass, but I'm a fat ass. Okay. (laughs) Defending it. It's like now it's corporate. It's corporate signed off. They're, They're defending it. When before it was like they were doing it to be provocative, which he is right now, but it's not as acceptable to everybody. You know, it's like when when when, when Jimmy Dore, I mean, or Jimmy uh, the Doors, and Jim Morrison was like, "Let my fire!" The corporations lost it. Right now, they're just like, "Dude, let's sacrifice a child at the Grammys because we'll be edgy and provocative." And it's just like, it's just lazy, dude. And like the Grammys were the last of the great. Uh, great award show. It was the last time. It was the last place where you could go watch new acts and old acts come together and play some cool ass songs. And now lazy people like Sam Smith, who just wants to act like he's a badass, right? It's not about him being gay because people are saying the exact same thing about Madonna. Okay, they're saying the exact same thing. Stop with the lazy. Oh, it's because he's gay. It's not because he's gay. It's just, it's lazy. It's lazy ass stuff. Lazy ass edgelord shit. It means that it's like when Sarah Silverman's like, oh, dude, I hate pro-life so much. I'll eat aborted babies. You're just being an edgelord. You're just trying to be edgy to stay relevant. And that's all he's doing right here. So I'm, I'm mad at him, but I'm also mad at the people who are just losing it on it, acting like it's so not... If you ignored this shit, if you really ignored it, do you think it would go away, Jay? If this guy got no clicks, no views, no mentions, he isn't looking up Sam Smith on Twitter and seeing everybody crying about it. The re- I, I had to ignore it because it was, like you said, too obvious. There, wasn't to, there was so nothing obvious. to decode. There wasn't nothing to decode. Usually I got to be like, oh, I got to go check out fucking uh, so-and-so that decodes yeah. stuff because it's I'm too not open to it. I yeah. was like, yo, I don't need to see this. This guy's wearing devil horns. Like, it's how more obvious can we get? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think one point you made about, so they were tying it into satanic panic because that was kind of a psyop and there was a lot I of agree. goofy got a lot of goofy evangelicals that believed a bunch of stuff at that time in the 1980s that wasn't true and that had to do with a certain book that came out called Michelle remembers and that turned out to be a fraud book and then uh, 
Geraldo did all those exposés about the satanic panic, which really kicked it off. But the reality is that there actually were some satanic groups and some, some satanic stuff going on. But what they did was they hyped up a bunch of fake stuff, which you'll notice that's happened in recent years, right? If there's something real coming out, one way to get ahead of that is to hype up a bunch of fake stuff related to that event. And then everybody thinks it's all ridiculous, right? So I think that tying it into the satanic panic, which is what the recent season of, uh, uh, Stranger Things did right. It tied it into the satanic panic and serial killers. Like as if if you go against this stuff, which is cultural warfare. If you go against it, then you're part of some kind of like low IQ evangelical fundamentalist thing. Which there may be some low IQ evangelical fundamentalists that are into that have a dumb take on this. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that therefore it's not an intentional. Uh, act that's promoted by the establishment for cultural subversion. And I mean, I've been studying this stuff from a culture warfare perspective for years, even in grad school, like this is, it's not even up for debate really that, that this kind of stuff is put into culture for, for ideological warfare purposes. Like it's, it's, I mean, I can give you a whole bunch of documents and we can go into the history of the CIA using this kind of stuff in the cold war. I mean, it's, it's a, it's done on purpose to change the culture. So, you know, there's an agenda. Uh, I completely agree with you. I think the whole Church of Satan, all that stuff was started by nerd dorks trying to yeah. bang goth chicks. Right. And they're just like and they're hiding their pedophilia. A lot of those guys at the highest is pedophilia. But a lot of them are just Dungeons and Dragons dorks. That's what they oh, yeah. are. And they're trying to get fat goth chicks to be like, oh, you are just so edgy. You're so edgy. So you got these fat chicks and these skinny nerds, like all just trying to act like badasses and, and nobody checks them. And, <laughs> and then you got this whole thing about like, the, you're totally right about the satanic panic. This, everything that's going on right now has been planned forever. It's all been planned. So you get these stupid-ass things with the Memphis Three, which, like, if you talk to a lot of people, you break it down. Those guys did that. They 100% did that shit. And then you find out, you know, that there's just a manipulation because everything's about satanic panic. You make people go, it's like, you remember the Red Scare with McCarthy? Remember that? We're like, oh, my God, man. Oh, my God. He's accusing everybody of being communist. Can you believe that? How stupid is that? And then here we are. A fuck, you got Swindell or whatever his fucking name is working with the Chinese. You got Marxism being pushed everywhere. College Marxism, not like Latin American Marxism, but college Marxism, which is ESG. Thank you, BlackRock, for putting a name on it so I could say it without people running around yelling anti-Semitism. <laughs> yeah. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Right? So here we are everyone is communist everyone is this communism that they that that mccarthy was saying was creeping in because it was and i know you saw that mar thing this week about how i mean no nobody's extrapolating this out to where it's ended almost every time it's happened like in the maoist every revolution time. Yeah. they don't get it because they don't know their history that's why they erase yeah. history yeah the uh the Fabian socialists, right? I mean, that's the, the reformed Marxism that's aligned with mo big money capital, monopoly capitalism. And that's the ideology that all these people have. That's why China is the model. That's why, like you said, there's all this allowed Chinese espionage is that China is kind of like a tool for the global elite. Like, I don't think China runs everything, but they're a model for and a tool for this same power structure that absolutely is behind the notion of cultural warfare, pop culture warfare, pop 
occultism, right? That's what it's, that's what it is. It's a way to manipulate. And you're totally right about the average kind of like normie church of Satan dork. Like these are, they, that worked because, uh, what's his name? That old creep dude, Gerald Gardner. Like he actually was the first to spit game uh, at the fat goth chicks. He's the creator of Wicca. He's the creator of all the modern witchcraft stuff. And he spit game to get the fat goth chicks naked in the woods to, to literally, cause he wanted to smack their butts. He said that <laughs> like he wanted to touch butts. That was part of the butt rituals. So a lot of the butt rituals is literally just dudes that can't get any figuring yeah. out an innovative way to spit game. That's 100%. true. But I'm serious. I completely that's, that's, agree. Look up Gerald Gardner and the the he would take little switches like like grandma switching you as a bad boy, and he would say you're a whack 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 you're initiated now whack whack whack. I completely agree with it, and it's just and people fall for, it. but they set it up so they start McCarthyism early, setting the precedents that it's a witch hunt. It's a witch hunt, and then when it starts to roll out, they yell, "Oh, you remember the witch hunt? Oh no!" Well, the- the thing with McCarthy is that what he figured out was that there is this plan, but he, he just thought it was the wrong people. Like he thought Moscow was behind all these operations because some of the agents like, you know, the, the Alger Hiss and all them, that they were KGB agents. But what Quigley makes fun of McCarthy and all the John Birch people for is not that they were overall wrong, right about the they were right about the conspiracy, but they just had the wrong bad guys because they thought it was Moscow and they didn't realize that the real bad guys, the ones that were promoting it domestically, behind the move towards socialism in America, were the most wealthy people in America, not you know Gorbachev and these people that you know basically are relying on the West for all their money and all their industrial buildup, right? I mean, dude, 100%. look, Zabrent Brzezinski. In his Between Two Ages, who, you know, this. he's this basically the architect. This is my favorite part, Jay Dyer. <laughs> Just grabbing books out of nowhere. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm sorry. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> am I, am I uh, rambling too much? I'm no, no, no. It. I said my favorite part COVID. of you being on the show is you grabbing books out of nowhere. <laughs> By the way, you said you have a flat ass. I don't. I, I, the internet says you're thick with three C's. Yeah, I do. I have. I, I have. I have heavy legs, but a flat ass. Okay, so thunder thighs, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, fat that's ass, fair enough. Heavy fair legs, enough. fat. It's flat ass. Let me get my boomer glasses on because I can't see shit now. So here we go. Like, if you look at this, there's Brzezinski right there, yeah. in between two ages, talking about and citing Professor Anthony Sutton. Now that's not the right one. Sorry, that's the weather weapons quote. I have the wrong damn quote. Uh, here it is. In this footnote, he cites Sutton. There's a reason why I'm doing this. Because so, so yeah, there it is. See Sutton. Yes. So Anthony Sutton is the guy who wrote Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution and pointed out that whether it's Hitler or the Bolsheviks, fascism and socialism, communism were funded by and aided by and built up by the wealthiest people in the West. So that's the point, right? Like, like that's what Quigley is saying about McCarthy is that McCarthy was right that there's all this subversion and they even had committee, the the Reese committee hearings, but he was just wrong about who was behind it. He thought it was people in Moscow. People in Moscow were relying on the wealthiest people for the cold war and for all this communist subversion. And that's why I've been lecturing through this book, Milner Fabian conspiracy, because that's reform Marxism, which is Marxism aligned with the zillionaires. 
to put everybody into the damn slave camp that we're going into with a great reset. I completely agree. And, you know, again, you know, we have an episode coming out that we recorded earlier coming out on Thursday. And we talked a little bit about this, about like how like no revolutions are, are natural. I just yeah. I believe it. I right. believe they're all funded by the same people at the top to cause chaos. And like, it, it, again, we talk about this all the time on the show, but th- this progressive, super like woke movement, there's, there's not a lot of them. They just get amplified everywhere. Yes. Like as much as I love t- libs of TikTok, which is great. You're also giving these guys way bigger platforms than they would ever have if you left them on TikTok. You are now amplifying their reach and making them bigger than they seem. So now, and like, again, I love the chick who does lives in TikTok, but you are amplifying these people. And that's really the biggest problem. Isn't that you You have a pink hair and blue hair and you think you're deer? I don't really give a shit about that, okay? But it's the fact that, okay, if you're teaching children, we have real problems yeah. with that. That's right. that. But you're also being amplified. And what is the difference between a tech people astroturfing this movement or lives yeah. of TikTok or 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 Fox News or any of these conservatives that just keep playing how crazy these people are? You make it seem like it's everywhere. And it's not. It's San Francisco, LA, New York. Chicago, and it's not even those entire cities. It's the rich areas where you grow up with everything you ever want. I used to do shows in Chicago. This one comedy club is begging me to come back. I'm like, I don't think I want to do it, man. Because it's like you're right in the middle of downtown. That's where all the rich kids are. And every night I performed there, there was some white chick crying about words and telling me I need a punch down. Bitch, you don't even know where I'm punching from. You don't know where I'm punching from. Don't tell me where I'm punching, where I should punch. You don't know where I'm punching from. But it's the same thing. And as much as I don't like what the Unabomber did, killing people, because I don't think murdering people is the, is the answer. But, man, he nailed it about rich white liberals. They're the most dangerous motherfuckers on the planet because, one, they're seeking out a fucking struggle in their life. So they're taking other people's struggles which they don't actually feel. And most of these struggles are things you can't even touch. Like this, I can touch this. How can I touch racism? Yeah. Well, you think about it, There's this activity you do in mindfulness where when you're angry, you try to forget that you're angry and just feel that, what that feels like, you yeah. know? And you find that that feels a lot like joy. That Just that feeling, that feeling of being activated. And that's what these people are addicted to, just a rage cycle of, like, what is my next hit of rage? You know, what am I pissed off about next? Oh, they're just talking they about have no happiness, no how real these happiness. rich people activism. These rich people go to these foreign countries, these really poor foreign countries, and when everyone sees some, like, white chick showing up, they all just throw on their dirtiest clothes, and they start just arf, 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 walking <laughs> around so they get an extra couple bucks. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, the poorer they look, the more the white people will give them yeah, money. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I, first time I ever went to Tijuana, I was 11, and I learned this <laughs> firsthand when I was 11-year-old. When We lived in San Diego. My dad was in the Navy, and he took us to Tijuana one day. And I remember we walked across that bridge that you walk across to go over into Tijuana. And we spent a day there buying, I don't know, candy and shit for a dollar or whatever. But then walking back over, I saw this this girl and her mom all sitting on a blanket, right, asking for money. Now, I'll never forget this. And so I was moved and uh, gave a dollar 
And then we kept walking and I happened to turn around and look back and I, she pulled out the biggest freaking wad I've ever seen of like hundreds of dollars. <laughs> I'm like, that's a racket. Dude. I need to get up into that. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a famous story of a woman who was, uh, she was like, didn't have legs. She's on the Atlantic yeah. city boardwalk. She, she drove a Porsche and put her three kids through yes. college and owned a fucking house. Just going, I'm a sad person. Well, you're paying your taxes when you do that. Huh? You know, How's you think mean? you pay taxes? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right. Dude, you fuck all these poor people, yeah. poor people, man. That's what I'm saying. We need to get rid of all the poor people. Oh, I'm that's right, bro. I'm just joking. But well, <laughs> that's <laughs> a big thing on cryptocurrency though, dude. Like how are crypto, how are homeless people going to get some money? What are you going to send them Shibu Inu? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they all do have phones, so maybe you can, but who knows? So I'm going to send it on the black chain. Let's get into Well, Jay, I guess. Oh, come on now. The black chain? The black come chain. on now. I love it. I respect I'm going to send song. it on the black chain. I'm it's sorry, dog. I, I, was, I was trying to transition into our... Oh, uh, he didn't want me to go there. No, no, no. You did. Make fun of black people all you want. I don't care. My dad, did I tell you my dad texted me today? I, hey, I... I Yes, I saw your dad's text. I was I was hot. I'm happy that you're uh, amplifying BIPOC voices. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. My dad's like, my dad's been with a black woman for years now, and he just he just texted me. It is Brenda's month. Her month. <laughs> she owned that month. She owned it. What does that even mean, Dad? Also, you and your dad got something in common. Oh yeah, we love black chicks. Oh, I, I need Adam Carolla. I'm on Adam Carolla, and I talk about how I like really dark skinned black chicks, and everybody got quiet. I'm like, why is that racist? I like, I don't want like it. Just the notion of something now is racist. It's not. There's. I like black chicks. I like really dark skinned black chicks. Why are we having problems right now? Why when I went that? to when I was at Tim Cast, I was talking. I got to sit where Candace Owens' butt was. Oh, we were all. I was talking about that. So Candace's butt was there. My now my butt's there. Yeah, dude, make a little Blake Griffin. My butt, butt is is uh, uh, now connected with amplifying BIPOC voices. That's all I'm saying. I respect. <laughs> all right, guys, real quick. You know what time it is? It's Super Bowl Sunday, and that's why I want to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Okay, are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sports. Book, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 57. <laughs> Has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. Update for Pacific Standard Time, okay? To see what prop bets will be boosted. Listen, are you guys excited? Any of your favorite prop bets? All of them. The flip the coin? <laughs> That's your favorite? The, the, my, no, no, my favorite, my favorite is how long the national anthem is going to be. I love doing research, going back through the old... Like versions of them singing the national anthem oh, if they have it and, oh, and trying to some, guess it. You do some, uh, you do some like data. I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess man, how long it Look is. at this analyst over here. I love it. I love it. I love Get it. Get your money. I love it. I love it all, man. Those are the prop bets. Make it all fun, dude. You got to make a bunch of prop bets, and you don't worry about which one won and which one lost. You wait to the end and see how much cash you made. So this is what I need you guys to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code TINFOIL. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 
only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TINFALL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So I want to get into something you were talking about, but I want, Jay, I'm glad you're on because you're obviously uh, orthodox. Am I right? Yes, sir. Okay. We've been having a lot of people on the show doing a lot of discussions about Gnosticism, uh, the, the, uh, the stars, all that stuff. And I just feel that even that my fans are really great. They're really cool with going along with these discussions. Cause I feel like the swarm is kind of like me. They're like, I don't know, but I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say. And for that, I'm very thankful for them because sometimes I don't know where the conversation is going to go. And I would never want anyone to think that I fight for everyone's right for freedom of speech. And like, I'm trying to tell anybody what they believe isn't real or anything like that. So my thoughts, uh, like the church, your discuss your beliefs on the church, on Jesus, what Jesus represents with the role of, of the Catholic church in kind of hardening religion and Christianity and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, Gnosticism appeals to a lot of people, especially in like the conspiracy community, because I think we get to a certain point where we realize like we've been lied to about so much. Right. Then we start to think, Oh dude, everything's a lie. Right. Like we live in a simulation. Everything's fake. Right. Uh, and I'm not knocking broken simulation. I'm not, I'm not hating on you. We listen to broken simulation. We're broken big simulation. in freaking Thailand, bro. Deal with it. But I think that, uh, not, I, I don't think everything is uh, a lie. Like, I think we can go too far with that where you start getting over into like the, you know, the Buddhist or the far Eastern philosophy, you know, which is like, Oh, everything's an illusion, dude. Like everything's Maya and illusion. I think that's the, the farthest extreme. And that's basically kind of the Gnostic view that this world is evil. This world's a prison. Our body's a prison, a lot of parallels with like Platonism and stuff like that. So I think that those are not um, life affirming philosophies. I don't think they're healthy philosophies. I think that, that really Gnosticism is a dead end. doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, and it's really convoluted as a worldview, as a system. So I think that Orthodox Christianity is better at, answering that kind of a thing about how we can have a basis for right and wrong, how we can have an affirmation of the goodness of this world of the human body, et cetera, without extremes of like wanting to transcend the body or get rid of the body. Or, uh, I think, you know, I think a lot of this, uh, the, the transitioning stuff is related to this kind of Gnostic idea that you got, we have to attack the body. I think that, from the vantage point of Christianity, we believe in the bodily resurrection. So we think the body is a good thing, right? It's not bad. We just have to kind of put it in the, in its right place, not let it run our lives in, in terms of like vices and addictions and this kind of stuff. So I see all that as just really healthy, just from a practical standpoint in terms of what Christianity's morals and ethics are. But I do agree with you that, that when we come to gigantic corrupt institutions, that, makes Christianity definitely appear. Uh, I mean, I was the, the strongest argument like of atheism or any of these other worldviews has is the corruption in the Roman Catholic church. I mean, I have to admit like, it's, you know, like if, if it was just Roman Catholicism or Protestantism, I wouldn't be in this religion. This would be silly. But I mean, I think orthodoxy makes a lot more sense than Rome and Protestantism, but just the deeper that I go into the corruption of the Vatican, I've been reading this crazy book here written by a Catholic, by the way, prof professor, uh, Operation Gladio, which is all about the connections between uh, organized crime and Vatican, <clears throat> the Vatican Bank. 
And it's just like, dude, this is crazy. This is a giant mind control operation and a black budget thing. So, uh, so anyway, long story short. Yeah. That's, I mean, I don't blame people for thinking Christianity doesn't have anything on something like Gnosticism, but I think that it's just, it's more nuanced than that because Christianity is more than it's not, I wouldn't identify it with Roman Catholicism because I think that whole thing's corrupt. So, and I, I respect that and I appreciate that. I also believe that because of the political correctness of the world that everybody just points out uh, uh, the Catholic church and, yeah. and, and there ergo Christianity, which I don't think they're necessarily the same thing. Um, and I could be wrong, and I'm open-minded to what you think, Jay. But I also think, like, if you take a look at any religion, and that is Judaism or Islam, there is corruption. I don't think that the religions themselves are corrupt. I think the people who commit corruption happen to be of those religions, Christianity, or Roman Catholic, and I'm not saying not Christianity either, but, you know, any of the major religions. And we're just allowed now to talk about it. Like, I can't watch anything on Netflix that shits on a Christian religion because I know they won't do it with Judaism and they won't do it with Islam. So I can't, I can't, okay, you're just playing favoritism here and you're not looking at the bigger picture, which is, there are psychopaths of every religion, and they, they in the name of their religion, do fucked up shit. And it's not the religion necessarily that does it. And, you know, you can get in a Talmud and all that stuff, and we could talk about where that book comes from. And I'm very much on the record that I think a lot of these holy books that we use, there's a lot of things done to them from people outside their religions that is made to use uh, make us want to fight with each other. And that's just my humble opinion. I stand by it. But I, I'm not sit there and watch like, oh, this show on Netflix. Oh, the Quaker family. Deep corruption in the in the in the Christian religion. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Okay? When you have people like refusing to admit that Jeffrey Epstein was a Mossad fucking uh, thing, I just can't listen to you. I can't listen to you. If you have blind spots, and I guess you could say that about me and Rogan, fine, I'll accept that. But you know what? I don't care. I'm just not going to allow you to shit on one religion and give other. It's like my problem with Bill Maher, and I've talked about before, his religiosity story with his big thing. Religious. Religious. When he goes off on all the religions except for Jewish, and the only thing he made fun about Jews is the one person who did like Israel. Like, that's a fucking cop-out. That's a fucking cop-out. It's like every religion has major problems. Not to talk about it just shows me who your masters are. And that's my opinion. And by the yeah, way, if you apply that is, to me and Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan puts no money in my bank account, just so you know. He doesn't. I am my own man. These guys know how I make my money. I make it off my own money doing my own shit. Joe Rogan has never appeared on Tinfoil Hat one time in the fucking almost over six years of this show. He's never been on it. He's done everybody else's podcast, never done this podcast. And you know what? It's okay because he fucking was, he, he did my shows at the comedy store when I didn't have money to pay my bills. And that's the, why I'm loyal to my fucking friends. So save it. There you go, Jay. Feel free. <laughs> yeah, I think so like institutional capture is I think what you're talking about this, this idea from the global elite that in order to 
further the movement towards the global one world order, they would need to capture the existing institutions rather than destroy them. Because the older approaches of like Maoism or the French Revolution, which basically just try to do an atheist destruction of everything. And the KGB early on, uh, the KGB did this uh, in Russia. They tried this as well. Then they realized that rather than trying to destroy the institutions, just do institutional capture where you put in your agents and your people in these institutions and then steer them in your direction in a slower way. And they did the same thing over on, um, in the, in the, uh, in America through like what schools and universities, the elite set up and what money they put into these various religious institutions. So they didn't just do it with Christianity. You're right that they did it with all of these institutions. And the, the goal ultimately is just to take all of these and steer them into uh, you know, one, a new world religion and they all, all the global elite write about that. So it's amazing to me because all this stuff is really public. Like the Rockefellers have a whole chapter about how they wanted to create the ecumenist movement to steer everything in their own political agenda for a world government and say that they just see the religions as like forms of soft power or NGOs. In fact, Brzezinski, uh, a lot of these people talk about the, just to take the existing institutions and turn them into versions of soft power for the you know Western elite. Bro, you nailed it. This institutional capture is what's all about. If you get into you know feminism, we know that they 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 basically created feminism, but there were feminists yeah. before that. There were people. There were women going, "Hey, dude, I'm like half a half a citizen here." And they, they, they captured that institution. BLM was BLM too, meaning as well. They captured that. They took out the leadership, put in their own leadership. The Democratic Party, bring in, dude, the Koch brothers and the Bushes brought in the Clintons to take the Democrats to the center, more center. Then you look what the Bush did to the Republicans, made them fucking neocons and all that shit. So this is, this is exactly what happens. They Jay nailed it. They don't they don't destroy the institution. They just replace the leadership and they do limited hangouts that fucking yeah. capture it. And like, I'm sorry, this is Sam speaking, not Jay. Sam speaking. That's basically what the argument between um Mug Club, what's his name? Mug Club, uh Crowder and Candace. Crowder and Candace Owens is. Like, is the Daily Wire capturing the conservative movement. And I would tell you 100% they are. Mm -hmm. When you have Jordan Peterson having dinner with Netanyahu and then starting to call for the overthrow of Iran, what do you think's happening? So it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like you can, you listen, someone can get 99% of something right. It's that 1% where they say the crazy shit that you let you know what's really going on. No, no, no. That's because when I studied Carl Jung, he told me about the Kabbalah. And then when I met Netanyahu, the Kabbalah turned out to be true. So that's, that's not categorically false. So so let's get into this. And by the way, awesome. Yeah, that, that was great. great. Just you need a little more crying. I, I, little I, more crying. I can't get it just right. Like my, my J, JBP is always messed up. So it always comes out different. But thank you for your kindness. I loved it. Well, we love it. We I, give I you points. Right. You're going to Hollywood. Hey, everybody, real quick. Let's talk to you about our friends at 
Mint Mobile. That's right. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals of 2023, why are you still paying insane amounts of money every month for your phone bill? Switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you order from home and save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Johnny's been using, I've been using, Xavier, hey, trust me, Xavier I loves need, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fit, yeah. Look at the price. It. I'm looking at the price. And like, has been using Mint Mobile long before this deal, and I have to say, it's the perfect time to switch. For people looking for extra savings this year, again, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just $15 a month. And by going online only, they eliminate the traditional cost of retail and pass those savings on to you. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with Mint Mobile, any plan, and switch easily in minutes with eSIM. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month. To get your new wireless plan, again, for just 15 bucks a month, and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash tinfoil. That's mintmobile.com slash tinfoil. Cut your wireless bill to $15 a month at mintmobile.com slash tinfoil. So I, I love this. So my question to you, brother, is, and I say this all the time, the 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 CIA, Mossad, and MI6 in England—they're basically the same company, and they all just have district managers that run their area, name different names for different areas. Do you think the KGB is involved with that? Do you think the KGB is a part of that network, and that they work together when it matters, and then they have to present? The persona of we're enemies. We're gonna fight each other. Yeah. We we really hate those guys over there. We're not friends with them. We hate them. So I think that initially the West and British intelligence one hundred percent funded and aided early Bolsheviks, and they got the British uh, <laughs> Prime Minister back at that time to turn and flip on the Tsar of Russia, and they supported the Bolsheviks. And they sent aid money, that's from uh, Rockefellers, sure. banking elites in England, Like that, that's all behind. So initially, there was a lot of collusion with Western intelligence. And then what happened was, by the time of Stalin, Stalin wanted to change the course of the Soviet Union and he wanted to make he wanted to revitalize this kind of Russian nationalism. And they, they wanted him to take the Marshall Plan money, which would have really aligned uh, the Stalin regime with the West. And, and that's because they wanted ultimately to have what they call the third way, the synthesis of, of monopoly capital in the West with communism in the, the East. Uh, but Stalin didn't do that. And so that's kind of what kicked off the Cold War was his not accepting the Marshall Plan aid. And they'd already helped build up Stalin and, and his regime. So this is what kicks off the Cold War. And I do think they wanted it, the Cold War to happen. So, But there is an element of which there's, in my view, like a real kind of struggle going on here. So I think that during that time period, the uh, collusion with the KGB and the Western intelligence agencies was somewhat limited especially like the CIA or British intelligence. However, there are multiple figures in British intelligence and maybe one or two that had CIA connections like Army Hammer. So basically Lord Rothschild, Army Hammer, and Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine's dad, they were all doing both sides. They were playing both sides. 
Right. So Lord Rothschild, who was British intelligence, MI, MI5, MI6, he had a stable of people that he had compromised, including this, the Cambridge Five. And that compromise model is the exact same model that through sex stuff, butt stuff, the same model that uh, Robert Maxwell was was doing, which then handed down to Ghislaine and, and Jeff Stein McEffrey. Right. So <laughs> so at that level of those people that are kind of that seem to be above the Cold War, East West dialectic like. Rothschild, Maxwell, Army Hammer, not the actor, but his granddad or whatever. Armin is that Hammer, crazy, dude? There's Isn't always a connection. You're like, why is this dude in every movie? There's nothing. And the movies with Bob, and he'd still keep getting movies. It's unbelievable. Why does this dude like to talk about eating women's hearts and stuff? Yeah, he wants to yeah. eat bodies, right? Yeah. He wants to eat some flesh. No, you're totally right. Yeah, so I mean, like, and by the way, a lot of the Bolsheviks had these kind of like these weird satanic parties and events and they, they were into some of this really crazy stuff anyway long story short so early on yeah there is some collusion between i think theosophy and madame Blavatsky. i think that was a british intelligence creation theosophy i think she worked as kind of a go-between with the kgb the british agent who was was um un, i forget that guy's name love lovelace lovelock he was the the go-between to the bolsheviks early on there was a actual division at the time of Stalin, but then I was watching James Bond uh, tomorrow never dies last night. And I forgot that that whole James Bond, that's like one of the Pierce Brosnan ones from, I don't know, late nineties. I forgot that whole episode is about higher level oligarchs playing China and, and Russia against the U S right. And the, CIA and the KGB are colluding in that, as well as Chinese intelligence. The movie ends with James Bond teaming up with the chick, the Asian chick, right, who's Chinese communist intelligence. So James Bond and the communists work together. I think that's the one where Bond gets the Order of Lenin award because they work with the. So, in other words, KGB, no, like that's gone. But um, I think that Russian intelligence at time will, will at times will exchange information maybe with the west or whatever they'll have exchange deals but i really i don't think that everything like with the ukraine war and russia and all that that's completely controlled i think there is a real kind of element of uh of warfare going on here it's it's, it's interesting so we got into a little bit like i think i, I i'm really into that you know there is this group of people, they worship dark entities, whether those entities are real or not, depending on who you talk to. I don't know if we'll ever find out the truth. I think it's a very deep, deep, deep. But we get into like kind of culturalism right now going on in America. And uh, a big thing is feminism going on. And we are we are living in a war between men and women that is being uh, pushed forward by social media, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter and that is this war of that we are we are seeing women be more promiscuous is that the word I, I yeah. promiscuous yeah promiscuous uh, than we've ever seen before which is you know most guys would love that you're like yeah good give it give it up uh -huh. but we're also seeing this weird kind of microaggressions of sexual harassment as well like you know like 
Show me a girl, I'll show you a chick who took a picture of her butthole and sent it to somebody. But then we're also getting into this kind of thing where like, oh, I'm at the gym, I'm rocking camel toe, I got my nipples, uh, my high beams are on, and I don't know why you're staring at me while I'm doing squats. And this is all being done on purpose. And again, we get into this guy from All Gas, No Breaks, where you watch all of these, uh, you read all the people who came forward about them. All of them are like consent, I consented, I consented, I consented, and now it's like, oh, but he still got me too. So what are your whole thoughts on that, like the cult feminists? Because I know the divine feminists and the fourth wave feminism are two different things. So I I interviewed a friend of mine, uh, Rachel, and she wrote a new book called um, Occult Roots. Uh, I'm thinking the exact, Occult Roots of Feminism, that's it. And so she goes into each of the waves one, two, three, and I didn't even I didn't even know about all these waves, but I did know that the Rockefellers put a bunch of money into third wave feminism through Abby Rockefeller. She put I forget how many millions of dollars into that to get it going. So the my concern is that it kind of goes all the way back to the original versions of feminism itself, which actually comes out of the French Revolution. So the revolutionaries themselves always had this idea of a feminist movement as part of the uh, egalitarian sort of revolution they had. Um, and I just don't think that it makes sense to completely reorganize society on these equal egalitarian lines, because it doesn't mean that women aren't, don't have the same nature as men do, but I think we just have different functions and purposes in society. I don't think that we're made the same or made to do the same stuff, but the, many of the feminists who have uh, been sort of pioneers over the years in her book, she details how they were all tied into like goddess worship. They were all tied into this kind of esoteric stuff, which maybe esoteric itself just means hidden. That's not big, uh, big of a deal. But the problem is that these revolutionary movements, they're also like feminism itself is, is also funded by these power elite. You can go look up the interview with, uh, Aaron Russo and one of the Rockefellers that he was friends with and Aaron Russo, the director is like, well, they, they said that they were big funders of, of feminism because they wanted to get women out of the house to not have men and women in relationships to have more energy going into the taxation system. And so that people would stop having uh, children and, and having normal relationships. So it's like, they even say why they're into feminism but I do think there's this other element, which is a deeper spiritual occult element, which is the attack on archetypes. So what feminist, some of these feminists that are outright like sort of goddess worshipers, they'll actually say that the real essence of feminism is the attack on the notion of God, the father that, or that God has any fatherly characteristics. And so the goddess itself is a, an attack on that principle. And they see it as kind of like, the manifestation of nature, right? Cause nature has these opposing forces in it. So it's just another form of nature worship. Um, but it's inherently subversive because it's not just a notion of attacking God, the father. It also ends up being st- sterile. If you think about the witch, the archetype of the witch, right? Which many of these feminists that are into goddess, I mean, they're into Wicca, they're into witchcraft, they're, they're witches. I mean, what's the archetype of the witch? Like it's the old hag that that's alone and freaking eating babies because witches are nasty and they keep bodily fluids in jars and they eat babies, dude. <laughs> so it's like, that's the archetype of uh, which shows you in the, in the imagery of itself, the sterility. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, you know, if you look at like Gloria Steinem, right, she was just yes. a known FBI informant that she was pla- placed in there to control 
the 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 movement and it's unbelievable that when these come out and they're confirmed that nobody gives a fuck you know nobody cares i mean you take a look at jesse jackson l sharpton known fbi informants does anybody care does anybody care at all Nobody cares. Like you, they have captured the institution of feminism. And now we take a look at what's going on. And like we, we had this uh, statue of Teddy Roosevelt or whoever taken down New York and then replaced with a fucking occult feminist statue, which looks a lot like Medusa. And we've had uh, Christopher Knowles on talking about what the image of Medusa equals, which is the the death of the masculine, the destruction of the masculine, that the the feminine is also the bearer of life, but also the destroyer. And we know that. And, like, nobody here is trying to... Yeah, dude. Right? It's just... It's just crazy, dude. It's all being done on purpose. And so when you get into these witches and drinking blood and all this stuff, it's like, I listen, I don't care if you have kids. You can have kids. You don't have to have kids. It's up to you. But, man, we see, we see what happens when women get to a certain age and realize that they made a mistake on not having kids. Now, if you've decided not to have kids, that's fine. I went most of my life with not having kids. So... I can't judge you. I was right there with you. I've had kids. It's the best thing I ever did. And that is fine. Okay? But we've seen like this kind of nastiness that is going on with these women in their late 40s and 50s. Like the way they talk about children and the way they're told. Like like it's like they want to sit there and tell you about all these microaggressions of sexual harassment in everything at all like man their toxic masculinity everywhere they turn they can't go anywhere without feeling like sexually uh verbally uh insulted you know but yet they'll sit there and scream at you about what a piece of shit you are for not being okay about a man dressed as a sexual object of a woman doing gyrating in front of children right like that's that's acceptable but when adult women in their 50s who are trying to come to grips with why it didn't work out the way they wanted it to it had to be yeah. because of patriarchy. Well, and exactly. That comes actually comes back to Gnosticism because Gnosticism is kind of bound up with this same idea of attacking the notion of the archetype of the father or God, the father, because in the Gnostic system, the father creator God of this world is a evil deity that's imprisoned us. Right. So he's the one that's created us with male and female. And what the underlies a lot of this agenda and it's beyond just the feminist because this ties into the, you know, T-R-A-N-Z agenda. Like that is about this notion that the distinctions that we have are the problem or that they're, that we have the ability to identify in the world different things, right? So in other words, these movements argue that you don't actually have a a nature that you're identifying or a biological fact that you're identifying because all natures and facts are human constructs. They're social constructs. So they're arguing that you can't even identify objects in the world. This is where it gets into philosophy 
Because if you could, that would mean that men are men, women are women, right? And there are natures. There, there is biological facts going on here. You can't change those because of your mental, you know, magical worldview that you want to impose upon reality. It's postmodernism, magical thinking, right? So that's, that is Gnosticism though, right? Gnosticism is saying that there's not an actual reality in the world. It's all an illusion. There's not men and women. It's all, it's all a social construct. It's just, you know, then that's what underlies this revolutionary anti-human movement. All of these go together because they're all motivated by the same anti-human agenda. So the feminists, all of these people, it's like all the same motivations that are anti-human. It's really obvious to me. I don't know. I don't know why. No, it's obvious to everybody. And the problem is that in our society, lying is acceptable. Yes. We live in the land of lying. Mm -hmm. Lying is okay. You can lie to people's face, get caught, keep lying. Nobody cares. There's no accountability, you know. Uh, there's also something going on in the conservative movement about snitching. And I don't know how you can be a conservative and be okay with snitching, giving away secrets, you know, trying to take people out through your sneak for your secrets for personal gain, which is, you know, what Candace Owen wants to do with, uh, Steven Crowder. He, she wants to, she says, I know things about his personal life and I know what she's talking about. I, I, won't, I talked about it on Rockfam. I'm not going to talk about it here because that's none of my fucking business. Okay? But she's like threatening to blackmail him if he doesn't chill out. How's that any different than what the left does? How is that acceptable behavior from the quote-unquote conservative group? Right? That is straight-up snitching for personal gain. Because she wants to make her little midget boss happy, right? Because he signs the checks. And I say, and listen, Gaz Owens does great work. But you sitting there talking about outing shit? How's it any different than all these fucking open micers jumping on big working comic things trying to air their dirty laundry? Like they've done something with their career. It's the exact same thing. There's no ethics in it. It is snitch bitch behavior. And we're starting to accept that on the right because your your hatred of someone is more important than your own morals. You want to hate somebody. You want to see somebody doing well fall because you're upset with yourself. And you're willing to throw out all of your, your principles to see somebody else fail. And that's why everyone's okay with Candace Owens even saying that. Because in reality, what she's talking about, if it was on the streets, she'd get fucked up. Because they don't play that shit. If she was in prison, she'd get fucked up. We just don't do that, man. That's where I come from. We don't do that shit. And if it was that bad, she would have said it a long time ago. Like, unless it's like he murdered somebody. Yeah, I'm saying, if it was that bad, she wouldn't. raped somebody. Okay, if you have actual proof of it. Not just a suggestion. Well, then you if it's something like that, then you're a piece of shit for using it as a political yeah. card and, and an not argument. going to the yeah. cops. Yeah. Being a friend, being it's, a friend with someone it's knowing worth that. Putting out there, you should put it out there for you know for its own merits, not for How are you any different leverage. than that fat fuck sink over there at fucking Young Turks losing his mind over fucking tr- Oh, uh, you're going to try. You're going to try. Just a minute. It's like, also, oh, what sucks. you're trying to say is that you think trans are embarrassing and you're trying to out somebody for liking trans. That's what you're doing. 
You're saying you're liberal, but in reality, you think trans are a joke, and you're going to use them as a political tool to take down somebody that is curb-stomping your show right now. And that's what it is. And this is all this fucking clout-chasing shit that has come from the internet now. Nobody exactly. can Right? Nobody can. No, you, just, yeah, you nailed it. I mean, it's so supposedly conservative people all doing the same tactics as the social justice warriors the last 10 years that they've complained about. It's like, and it's just people being pragmatic and, you know, getting into power plays and doing, you know, uh, <sighs> trying to figure out ways to damage other people just because the ends justify the means. But I agree, like, that's not, it doesn't make any sense to operate that way if we've been complaining for you know 10 years about how the left has done this in, in the public sphere but i mean i think a lot of these you know so-called conservative pundits i don't really follow them so i don't really know what their positions are but i mean a lot of these people aren't really they're just they're just media people it's not really i mean they, they could they could become uh you know young turks people tomorrow and nobody would bat an eye right and they probably they probably wouldn't bat an eye no i like agree a lot of these, i agree a lot of these big name people the only reason I care is because we had Dave Landau, who's from the show, and I love him. And he was kind of, he was kind of like, "Dude, some shit's gonna go down. I hope it doesn't." But and then it came down, and there's this whole war going on, and just I don't know if anyone's right in it. They might be both wrong. They're both wrong. He shouldn't have recorded that conversation. Yeah, they're I'm both with wrong. You on that. They're Where's, both wrong. Right. I think no one wins, in this, and no one wins here. Yeah. It's just it's just getting weird, and everybody just running out and making accusations to people. Listen, listen, we're now getting to a place where a guy staring at a girl with camel toe is like seen as sexual assault. Like, think about that. Think about that. That's what they want you to believe that they are being sexually assaulted because that. I mean, and listen, I mean, it's just getting ridiculous. It's getting out of control. And they, they just want it to get crazier and crazier so that more and more people get taken out. And that's what they want. They want you to think, even though you, I mean, look, I can't stand Aziz Asari. The things he's done to comedians, I find disgusting. But what happened to him was wrong. The girl's like, he should have seen it in my eyes. I do. You said you wanted to do it. She should have seen it in my eyes. That's like... <laughs> What are you talking about? You have to be about? an empath to have sex now. You know, you have to be psychic to, to have sex with somebody and, and not get in trouble. And just like the mating ritual now has been weaponized. Yeah. Unless you're like the greatest. I mean, like, dude, even if you're the greatest looking guy in the world, you have some chicks like, yeah, we had sex. But yeah, the next day I said I, I wasn't comfortable with it. What? What? I, have I told the story about my friend who was like, said that she was sexually assaulted by this billionaire and she went back to have sex with him just to make sure. <laughs> Did I tell Is you that, that real? story? That's a real story. Go, She's like, yeah, you know, it's like he, I had this billionaire friend and I hooked my friends up with him. And like one day we hooked up and I'm like, did I even want that? I think I got sexually assaulted. I go, what? She goes, so I went back and had sex with him again. And I realized, yeah. I didn't want to have sex with him. I'm like, That's dude, what? What are you? And you're 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 not in a psych ward right now. Well, did you see that? No, you're right about this. Like the so the the conservative pundits are arguing over you know contracts, right? And meanwhile, I put out a poll, a question the other day on YouTube and Twitter, or maybe it was actually a week ago. And I was I was asking because I was curious that it seemed to me, and because I interact with people that are kind of zoomer age people in my discord quite a bit they, they ask a lot of questions there are a lot of zoomers in there so i was curious like 
And when I was in high school in the nineties, it was very much still like a John Hughes movie. Like you had the clicks, there was the jocks, there was the popular chicks. There was the party dudes that smoke weed and play guitar. There was the nerds. I mean, it was like, they were very clicky, very much like a John Hughes movie. And I was like, so what is it like in high school now? I have no idea. And the majority of the responses were that it's not really like that anymore. There might be a little bit of clicks, but it's basically like everybody is identifying as fake and gray and TRA and Z and there's not really clicks anymore. And then I started realizing, like Isaac says, do the nerds are going to kill us all because we're moving into <laughs> the nerd controlled, the nerd world order, right? Where the Silicon Valley elites are going to enforce all of this, right? Purple hair, people eater crap through the internet where everybody's supposed to mandated to accept all this stuff. And like, I just can't even believe that in, you know, from the 90s to now, Right. Like high school isn't even high school anymore. It's like this weird, this weird, like Skittles cult. You know what I mean by Skittles, right? Taste so the rainbow. Code words. G- G- fake and gray. <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's not normal mating rituals anymore. When I was in high school, you get dressed up, you put on cologne, you go hit on girls. You don't do that anymore. I'm just saying I'm backing up what Sam was saying. Yeah, I'm with That's you on not- that. I also want to say you might have the, the greatest thumbnail game i've ever seen in my life your thumbnails are fucking amazing that's a polish dude i pay a polish dude who's who's a, a that guy a thumbnail master. is a master bro that is that is like pornography for my eyes that thing's so <laughs> nice i mean i'm just i just want to i fuck your your thumbnail stock is there other kinds of pornography that isn't i mean is there yeah, like, i mean there's i guess uh, there's audio i guess yeah, i guess, I, guess. I, I i my i was just going through my rolodex of words and i said pornography and so and you know what sound i heard in my head wah, wah, wah. <laughs> pornography oh, on the ears so so um, yeah would you kind of say did you see that uh some some feminist on facebook sent out this post a couple of weeks ago that got that went viral of it was like, can you imagine if you were a guy and you got treated like this? And it was basically a woman complimenting a guy and like, hey, babe, you look beautiful. You should smile more, though. And and like, oh, boy, those jeans are really nice. And all the guys are commenting in this thing. It's gone viral. You know, they're like, yeah, that would I I mean, I would I would probably cry. Nobody said anything nice to me in years. You know, what? it's like the nicest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I yeah. mean, can you imagine if you went down the street and people were like women were like, Hey, buddy. Yeah. Looking good. I mean, I would feel so great if that happened to me. The trans do it sometimes down in Santa Monica. Oh, dude. And it makes me the so only, happy. Trans are the only hot chicks who hit on me. It anymore, makes me by so happy. Way, just so you know. Like, so I'm not trying to piss off my base at all. Okay. Trans oh, are the it. only ones that are like, hey, I'm like, thank you for letting me feel wanted again. Yeah. Like, Keep moving. Keep moving. Like, like, okay? I, like he says, the one they hate the most is, hey, can you put a pretty smile on that face? They hate that. How I don't even understand how that's, oh, don't make, don't tell me what to do. Well, like, bro, just put a what's really on. crazy about it is like it's so funny. I, I remember I saw a girl tweet one time. Jesus, I can't go anywhere without guys hitting on me. And I go and I tweet, "This isn't going to age well, okay?" <laughs> because because there is something called the wall, and you see it on YouTube. In per, in particular, Black YouTube loves to talk about the wall. And do you know what Are the wall like hitting is? Hitting the wall. Yeah, like hitting oh, the gotcha. wall. Okay. Yeah. And the, hitting the wall lets you know who has real privilege, right? That lets you know where the privilege really is. 
Because women suddenly like, people are just being nice to me for no reason. I actually have to earn everything I got. And listen, I think women are beautiful at all ages. I, I really do. I'm not. But like the days of just free shit comes to an end. And you're no different than a pro athlete who like Blake Griffin <laughs> can't dunk like he used to. He's not going to be in the NBA much longer because his physical gifts. Yeah, you are... figure out how good your jumper is after you you know you lose your ups. You know, well, that's I mean? why like... Tracy McGrady left so quickly. He was such, he was so physically more dominant than everyone he played against. He never worked on his fundamentals, yeah. so when he couldn't jump anymore, the game was gone, and that's a big problem. So you have these chicks who are just absolutely smoke shows, and then the bottom falls off because it happens to all of us. Man, I look back at some of my old pictures. I'm like, man, I'd fuck me. Seriously, I was so good looking back in the day. And now I'm just like, thick legs, no ass. Hurt, bro. Okay? Hey, you still got wonderful hair, though. Me and Johnny always talk about that hair. That's all I have left. That's, but the point is, and it doesn't mean you're like, like you know, the whole thing about, you know, I'm less valued. You're not. You're literally like everybody else. It's the old saying, watch, watch giving somebody special privileges because they'll think equality is demeaning. And that's really what it is. So now everything you get in your life, you have to earn, right? Yeah. It's not that you're not valued. It's, it's like, you know, some I've, I've had female friends of mine get very angry at me because I make fun of Madonna's aging horribly. Not, not that she doesn't look good. It's that she is not accepting that she's not 30 and not 20 anymore, not 30 anymore. And, of course, women are going, this is so sexist, only women. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Men get made fun of all the time, and they aren't even doing anything. They could be a guy who worked their whole life. They're like, you know what? I got some money. I'm going to buy a nice car. Oh, somebody's going through a midlife crisis. Someone's <laughs> got a little dick. Someone's a fucking loser. You're like, what? I just worked my whole life, and I just want to buy a car I've always wanted. You fuck, What are you fucking trying to compensate for? <laughs> Happens all the time. But now it's you, and you see the wall coming, unfortunately. Now you got to rest on your morals. And listen, that's why, that's why when people don't have kids, they don't realize the arc of life. And you, and you don't have to have kids. But what, why do you say that? Because I've, I've, heard, I've heard moms tell me, like, dude, I notice it because they start looking at my daughter now instead of me. Like, they notice, like, they, they, like, they notice, well, like, yeah, it starts, but, like, going like this where it's, like, not the listen, same attention. So, so Leonardo so, Caprio, Jay, you want to jump in? That's funny. I was about to Just, real quick. I wanted to say on that on that point, like, so going back to like the normal male rituals. Like, I'm not a chick. I don't know what the normal chick rituals are for becoming of age or whatever. But I mean, going back to like that John Hughes movie type of thing, like it's a normal guy ritual to learn how to get along in society, how to deal with women, how to talk to women when you're at that high school age, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, to talk to learn to hit on women. To me, that's part of a male growth ritual. Like that's something you're supposed to go through because it helps you figure out how to get along in the world, how to act in the world. If you can't attract a mate, you as a dude are going to have a hard time getting along in this world. You're going to be sexually pent up, go crazy. You're going to be like an incel. So this is a ritual that men should go through. They should learn to do this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and, and, and if dudes don't go through this, it's going to contribute. It's not the only thing. It's going to contribute to the collapse of society because the opposite of the, of the feminist is the incel dude who decides to just check out, and then he starts going nuts. They're just as nuts as the feminists. Well, they, yeah, because they're not doing the primal drive. And it gets into now we see men 
are losing it, uh, being lost to the internet because they're just watching porn and playing video games where they get their, their drive to compete with other males, which is either sports games or uh, violent like martial arts games or war games. That's Men are playing their primal drives in those games, and they're not dealing with women anymore. Yeah. Right. So now you got like, and most women are like, I think eighty percent of men are ugly. You're like, so hundred percent of the women are fighting over twenty percent of the guys. Good fucking luck. Like, and you wonder why guys are cheating on their girls. They gotta fuck everybody, or else no one's getting fucked. <laughs> That's why yeah. Leo is still scoring. Uh, well, you know, twenty year old chicks. Well, and then listening to women lose it on why. Why he likes young chicks. And you're like, oh, he's insecure. He likes them dumb. He likes to manipulate them. No, it gets down to the most primal of primal things is that the more, the younger the girl, we're talking 18, right? The younger the girl, the more fertile the woman. Now, I know he's not having kids with them. Yeah, but it's, it's but not. But that is the primal yeah. drive. And it's the same reason why these women are being so dumb and they're putting out their like body count Thinking it's a good thing. I've never, I've never heard a guy listen to a body count high and be like, "That's hot." I can't wait to be fifty-two. Yeah, one hundred percent. Because that gets down to the primal thing that the best way you know to lock down the lock down to make sure it's your kid is to make sure she doesn't fuck around. If you got a three hundred body count, how I know you're gonna lock it down and not fuck around me, and then I'm raising somebody else's kid. Kid, and then two weeks later, I mean, or 15 years later, I'd find out it's not my kid. Yeah. It's just like the way it goes, bro. It's just the way it goes. And you can't change that. It's nature. Nothing about yeah. that is going to change. And listen, guys are idiots too. But, you know, like the whole incel thing, it's like, it's like show me a dude who works out real hard, shredded, <laughs> good looking, that loves Satan. Where is he? Nope. That isn't in Hollywood. Not, and I'm not talking like L.A. people trying to, you know, curry, uh, you know, love from the right. industry. But show me some dude in Oklahoma who's just shredded six pack that bangs everything and moves. It's like, dude, dude. love Moloch, bro. Love Moloch. Well, I, yeah, dude. I get what you're saying. There's something to be said, though, about being vain. And I, I think a lot of Satanists I, are vain in that way. But it's, it's interesting. Sam knows. Not every guy that does jujitsu is that great looking, but all these fuckers have hot girlfriends all the time at Eddie at the shows. They all have a hot yeah. girlfriend, and it's because yeah. they work out. They're confident. They can kick some ass, and they they're like, protect Look. a woman. Yeah, yeah, and girls want that shit. It's all like they're all. We always say hot smoke show because Eddie Bravo with the jujitsu people show up, and it's like yeah. my girl hates my guns, but she she admits sometimes she's like, yeah, I'm glad you have them. But yeah, it's like yeah, that's what they're supposed them, to do because like, women have this drive. Okay. To protect children. So guns would scare them. But you're supposed to be the man going, I'm here to protect. Zip it. Mm -hmm. That's how it goes. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> right. No, good luck right. on that. You're right. You're right. So uh, real quick, I want to ask you about your, you uh, did a show with our good friend Jamie Kennedy. How'd that go? That was awesome. I mean, I think, by the way, uh, thanks to you for all the times you had me on and all that, because I don't think that would have ever happened if, if I hadn't had, you know, the shows with you. He he mentioned the old show that we did uh, in studio there when, when I visited you in person oh, and that Allison Weber was actually a friend, a friend of his. So 
uh, that's how that show happened as well as from you. So and props to you, but that was cool. Like I, it's just weird to, you know, like when you grow up watching people on TV and movies and, you know, you're all into the movie world and then to interview those people, it, it, I don't know, to me, it's still surreal. I still get starstruck. So uh, just again, thanks to you, but it was, it was neat to talk to him about like, he's waking up to a lot of the esoteric stuff. And I guess to a degree he always knew because he said, I didn't realize this. He said his dad was, a big David Icke fan. So like, so he was kind of bathed in conspiracy stuff from the womb, but didn't really know that, you know, until we talked and, and chatted about the sort of deeper Hollywood esoteric stuff. He cracks me up, dude. Cause we talk about stuff and he'd be like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I'm still, I, I, I'm yeah. up for something at Disney. Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. we had to make a few edits. He's like, ha, ha, ha. Okay. <laughs> like half of the shit is like delete that. <laughs> so we've been talking for three hours. We're gonna delete half of this. Okay. <laughs> well, he's good. I mean, like there, you guys overlap, and you're like, you guys have a similar little uh, like the spirit of your laugh. There's a little bit of an overlap there. <laughs> I'm like cool a- with that. I love Jay. It's a, it was fun to um, have him on, and I was very, I was pleasantly surprised by the reaction to him on the show. Like everybody universally loved it. Yeah, you know, and not that I didn't think they would, but he's they, a beloved guy. You know, yeah, he gets know. a lot of shit from smarmy yeah. ass people, but he's beloved by yeah, most people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like we were like we were talking off here about Carrot Top, right? And how like I like Carrot Top. I think he's funny just because he's not pushing the envelope. Like my favorites, like David Tell or or Doug Stanhope or Joe Rogan. But I like Carrot Top. I like what he does on stage, and that's okay to be simple and funny. Not simple in the sense that's not good shit, but like not trying to press you all the time. So, like, Jamie's like that, and that's why I enjoyed him being on there. Now, what are you talking about? You're, you're filming a special? Is that what this says? We yeah, have- so not, not like a stand-up special, but, well... There'll be some filming of, what, uh, of the live event in Austin, but I, I, I was just told not to talk about what it is, so I have okay. to talk in generalities. Okay, we the don't have to talk that, about it. We don't have to talk about. Well, it. the reason for that is no, I, I didn't realize when I sent you that that then he was like, "Oh, don't don't mention exactly what it is. You, you can speak in generalities, but you want to speak so the, in code." Beep, 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 yeah. Beep, so beep, basically, beep. Uh, there's going to be some some. Do you know, you know how they used to do those interviews? on like when Colbert was first doing stuff where he would like trick people into interviews and they didn't really realize it was a joke interview. Yeah. So there's some of that is going to be going on is that's the only reason we don't really want to like, I respect that go super deep into it because it's going to be really funny if we can pull it off, but we're going to be, I mean, it's going to involve man on the street impressions. It's a big thing. Well, Uh, that's all I can say. Cause I think I'm really, really happy when I see people, who maybe are coming from a different content creating, you know, uh, medium, uh, and they kind of watch what standups are doing, and like going, hey, how can I apply that to what I'm doing? And I know you've always liked to do comedy because you've always been really funny on the show, and it's great to see you starting to do that. I wish more people in the conspiracy world that can do comedy because not everybody can, that doesn't mean you're not great, but not everybody can, but those who can, uh, do it. I think it's a great way to help the, you know, the medicine go down. And like my Instagram, I refuse to be serious all the time. 
Right. I find dirty, dark, politically incorrect shit funny. And I'm not going to change because some people... Fu- oh, dude, this is just... Ru-. No, man. I, we're together fighting lizard people. I get it. We're together. We're trying to defend children. We're trying to defend the Constitution. We're defending our right to connect with God and be in God's grace. I respect that. But I also think there's funny stuff out there. Like when they pulled an entire cucumber out of a guy's butt. Oh. That made me laugh, okay? <laughs> that's funny. And then what if did you Johnny do? you don't think that's funny, what is the point of fighting for all this? And what do we have to tell you to do? Take it down. <laughs> Now, the Illuminati wanted that out there because they wanted everybody seeing if you could actually fit it in there. That's that's a plot, right? It's right. cultural warfare. No, but so you're right because, and I don't mean to just kiss your butt, your flat no, butt I all love day. It. But um, please keep it going. I need please it. keep kissing that flat butt. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> so. I noticed that, you know, when you put your podcast out, we started listening to it back, I think, when we first uh, got in touch with you through Isaac or whoever it was, I don't remember. And I remember thinking, wow, so this guy's actually just doing, like, he's a stand-up, but he's doing a conspiracy podcast. Can you actually bridge that world successfully? You did it. And then I thought, well, I should, that means I can be more of myself because that's just kind of the real silly me right is not like you said always say if you're super into this conspiracy shit all the time and you're nothing but you know studying dark materials and all this you know eating babies crap i mean you're gonna go nuts you're literally gonna go crazy you have to realize that, that, that that's not the whole world there's you that's know it, funny shit in the world you should laugh at it and so again you inspired that i mean sam hyde's a big inspiration for that too and i was sam watching hyde's some of Jam- the best we gotta get sam yeah. back on get like, sam back on i was I watching some of Jamie's i gotta be honest stuff. with you i didn't know a lot about him when he was on so i was like what's gonna happen here you know it, but yeah. now the more my follow that show, guy though. i fucking love sam hyde and i think he's very important and he's like he's just kind of this giant hulk that like whenever you watch like uh, some animation about even like Game of Thrones, right? When the big giant kind of just storms through and takes all there. That's why I think Sam Hyde is like he is doing everything that you're not supposed to do in political correctness and just keeps walking forward. He's doing comedy in blackface. He's doing all that shit, and he just doesn't get. And like when you learn, when you realize that you they. If you kowtow to them, and I'm watching friends of mine who I love very much, if you kowtow to them, they're going to put your head on a stake. But if you show them you don't give a shit about what they say and how they do it, and you just have fun, you take what they say about you and you just hit it with gamma radiation and blow it up bigger and go even crazier than they were saying it, they got no power on you. They got nothing. Dude, cancel culture isn't real in the sense of people canceling people. It is the illusion of corporations canceling people to give the illusion that blue-haired, non-binary fuckfaces, okay, have some kind of power. And they have no power. No power whatsoever. You know who else you created? Alex Stein. Well, I don't Alex know if I no, not, no, but you got him to, go, to start doing shows, and you I gave him a little he, bit. Yeah. You put him on the first show. Remember how great he was talking about his girlfriend eating his ass, and she's like, oh, "I yeah. did." Yeah, and we're like, "What that the fuck?" Big yeah. tooth chick, that, that, that fucking honey badger. 
Well, yes. I think what you demonstrate, and I noticed, so I was watching some of Jamie's old stuff, like uh, Jamie Kennedy experiment. And I was noticing like a lot of what he's doing is actually kind of like, you know, trolling and doing the Sam Hyde stuff before Sam Hyde, not knocking Sam. I mean, there may be some influence from, you know, Jamie Kennedy to the, to the style of uh, the way Sam trolls and a lot of his stuff, like when he goes and acts like he's somebody else and messes with people. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's classic Jamie Kennedy experiment type stuff. And I think what you showed too, with your style is that you you can bridge multiple worlds like you can do stand up be very successful stand up and go into this other domain and be successful there as well as podcasts that deal with you know money and you know cash values all that stuff like you show that you can do it and not be one dimensional and that's the key point here is that a lot of people like myself who you know, we're doing podcasts and material that was one dimensional. And you think, well, I actually have more to my personality than that. Yes. Right? Like I, I like to be funny. I like to act ridiculous, act retarded. I like to do impressions all the time. So why not let that out? Right. So you let the beast loose is what I'm trying to say. You know, guys like you show that it's possible to do it. That's why you, you got, yeah. And you help, you know, Alex Stein get going and yeah. Well, that, we knew uh, Alex was going to blow up from the start. Like we were like, oh, that guy's going to be huge. And he's doing it, and he's fearless, and that's a big thing. And the and and the biggest thing, and this is kind of why I think Jay, you're you're doing really well, is that you're authentic to who you are. You know, you're you're orthodox Christian, and a lot of people run from that shit. And I think it's like it's really important. Like I I love having people on here that will talk about Christianity, defend Christianity, because I have no problems having people talking about Gnosticism or astrology and all that stuff, and. Like, I'll, like, dude, there's this guy who wants to come on and talk about Jesus. I need to get him on. I've tried to get him on. It just, for whatever reason, it hasn't worked. I'm open mind to everybody. Everybody can come on Tim Fall Hat as long as you, you're, you know, you come in love and meaning that you're here to have a real conversation and not be a clout chaser. You can, you can totally come on. And that's what I really want. And that's, that's what I want because I don't know the answer. I'm open-minded to hearing everything you want to do. And the more, you know, it's like, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. It's like, I see some of my friends who have these huge podcasts and they never have me on their show. And I see who they have there on your show. I'm like, come on, dude. And not that I'm mad at anybody because everybody's on their journey, okay? Like, you know, these young comics, they're, they're, they're great. Someday they're going to be big-name comics. And you, you want to treat everybody with kindness because you never know who's going to fly by you. Treat everybody with kindness on the way up, no matter where you are and what you – like, I get hit up by all these small conspiracy podcasts, and I would love to do them all. I really would. I'm just so burnt out right now. I have to figure out my time. Because right now, time is more important than money to me. And I'm not rich. I just have my bills paid. And I just want, I, I just need to have a moment to breathe. Because if I'm just constantly talking about the world, I'm not living in it. I mean, you got kids that you're not going to get those times back. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like the two or threes, they run like, like crazy. Oh. After, once they're in high school, once they're in, that's when you can, like, okay, I can do more fucking I'm taking podcasts. pictures of them. It's like, you're <laughs> never going to be two again. <laughs> this is your last time being two. I'm so sad, <laughs> man. I'm so sad. I love them. Well, Jay, and that's why I love you, and I'm glad you're doing well, and I, I look forward to seeing all the stuff you're doing. And uh, you should be proud of everything you've done, man. Because, you know, when I saw you on TimCast, I'm like, okay, dude, it's good to see this guy getting the love that he deserves because he is such a great researcher and you're a great author. And, you know, you're in so many fucking books. It's like good to see that you, that somebody like Tim Pool, 
uh, sees you sees value in you and having you on his show. That you know he wants your crowd to come see him and he wants his crowd to learn about you. And I hope that that uh, leads to more eyeballs on what you're doing. And I do believe you adding comedy to it is going to expand your crowd because. You know, if you're just banging out dense data all the time, you're going Boring. to lose people. <laughs> and it's okay to have those once in a while, but it's like yeah. you gotta laugh. You gotta. You don't even have to be like ha ha, you know, running laugh tracks at the back. But you gotta be loosey goosey and have like the key is this authenticity, Jay. Everything is authenticity. That is the currency of the future. People are looking for a lighthouse in the sea of shit. And if you you got to have it, dude, because they're they can't find it on TV. And they're just like, dude, now you now you know that the networks know what's going on because they don't start bringing the woke shit in till about episode four oh, when they yeah. know you're emotionally hooked. <laughs> exactly. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, here's my trans. Oh, teacher. here's gay Ron Swanson. Right. Yeah, Did anybody right, want that? <laughs> right. It's like what we do. So one more time. Uh, tell them where they can find you. Yeah, you can go to jasonalysis.com, my website, have archives there. You can get access to all of the talks and the lectures for the last five years. Uh, a lot of serious stuff, but also a lot of goofy stuff as well. Uh, we'll be live in Austin, Texas. You go to my Twitter or to my event bright page, and you can get tickets there. Uh, February 11th, 2 to 7 p.m., we'll have the philosopher of comedy, BG Cumbie, there. You've probably seen him trolling and doing a lot of funny stuff online. He famously trolled Fox News and PewDiePie over the years. He's known for that. He's going to be doing his own 40-minute set, which he's done a good bit of stand-up. So he's he's got a unique style. I do my own weird series of impressions. Uh, that'll be the, th the first 30 minutes. Then we do a lecture on Hollywood, uh, the occult, and then we do a lecture on philosophy in my book. So it's a lot of fun. Everybody says it's a party. We get about 120 people out to all of our events. So be sure and come on out if you can. Uh, February 11th, Austin, Texas, 2 to 7 p.m., and then you can find me at Rockfin, as you said. You can find me every Friday over at Lord Baltimore's hosting the fourth hour. Uh, and yeah, props to uh, Sam Tripoli for all the support and uh, you know having us on and, and opening up a lot of doors and bridges. So I got you to thank for a big part of this. You and Lord Baltimore and. <laughs> Sam Tripoli and I mean, uh, are you giving away you, toys? You're the same too? as the Sam Tripoli guy. I was about right? to ask so how two you... different Sam Tripolis in my head. Um, okay, it's fine. Are you yeah. giving away toys? What well, says including? No, so I, I I've been uh, ranting and dissing Funko Pops for a long time, and so we actually engage in a sort of a Gallagher s destruction of Funko Pops in the midst of my live show. So it's, I don't it's part get of them, the, dude. The, the thing. I saw we... there's a store in the mall huge, like uh, Glendale Galleria. And it's a whole massive store, and all lining the walls are Funko Pop dolls all the way down. They're taking over, dude, and it's because of these like gamer loser dudes that uh, all obsess over Funko Pops. Uh. And they, when the Funko Pops take over, all the stores smell like ass because these people don't take baths and they spend yeah, all their time in these stupid stores. Yeah. So when you go to a GameStop, the reason it smells like ass is because of these Funko Pop freaks because yeah. they don't take baths. I'm with so, you, bro. I am with you literally. on that. Man, I th I thought we were gonna get a Sam Tripoli Funko real quick. I was like, "Yo, can we get one?" Yeah, I don't know, bro. <laughs> they probably will know. make one. They probably will make. I saw one of my comic friends holding up hers. So good for her. I don't know. All right, Jay. 
Thank you so much for coming on. We had a, a guest cancel, and Jay stepped up, and we really appreciate it. And not that you're a fill-in, bro, but it was great to have you come on because this was the perfect time to have this perfect yeah, anytime, conversation. Dude. And uh, you'll have an open door anytime when you when you shoot your special and then you uh, want to promote it, come on. We'll we'll have you on, so we'll get a bunch of eyeballs on it. I appreciate awesome. you. Uh, go, go check out his live events. Go to samtribbly.com. For my live events, uh, I'm putting together the Weirdo Tour, so the more dates are coming up. If you want me to come near you, you know, comedy club. If we'll do door deals or rock clubs, you know, uh, that wants uh, 150, 200 people in there, let me know. We'll come do it. We'll, we'll drop the hammer of the gods on some people. And I love you guys. Thank you so much. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. All right, guys, real quick before we're done, we want to tell you about all of our affiliates. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, as you know, uh, fiat money is chaos. Okay, fractional reserve banking, dangerous. The best way to get out of it is precious metals, in particular, silver and gold, silver and gold. And that's why we're working at Wise Wolf, okay? Wise Wolf, silver and gold. Just go to samtriplee.com or samtriplee.gold, and you can join. And uh, he's hooking you up. They got great pro. They, you can either buy single time or you can sign up for their program where you can buy up to $500 a month. I'm doing it. I hope you can, too. We also have... Everybody at Eagle Research, that's right, Eagle Research, AquaCure Mobile Model AC50 Brown Gas, Hydrogen Brown Gas. Uh, the guy who makes it says it's secure. People are using it. Check it out. Just go there, use the, the, the promo code Tin foil hat, three words, and get a discount. Go back to the main page, Sam Tripoli. You will get, uh, yeah, you get a discount with the promo code tinfoil. And then our good friends over at HaleyRayCrystalShop.com. Go to the promo code is Swarm15. Swarm 15, get 15% 15 off all your crystals, all your quartz, all uh, you name it. What do we got here? Look at all this stuff. All this stuff. All the best. You can do it right there. It's all part of the best crystal shop on the internet. Jewels, bracelets, clusters, you name it. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Candles. You name it. You got it. Swarm 15. Thank you for supporting the show. We love you. And uh, thank you so much for your support. We go deep, homeboy. Aaron, open your mind. Drink. From the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. <laughs> That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack, Tim foil hack.